Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 251, and welcome back to my Front Porch Hope you are doing good. Hope you are having a good day and have had a good day. Uh, it's the weekend here, and so uh, the weekends are all full of adventure in the Goki house. Uh, <laughs> I got wiped out, like I was telling you on in, uh, last episode. Like It was just, I think, everything that happened this week just wiped me out. So I think I was like, well, I'll just take some time and rest. And I did a little bit, but for the most part... Uh, I built some uh, cabinets for Patty. She got those in. And then today, this was kind of cool. Watched some football, which, by the way, the football games were ridiculous this weekend. So good. And then, but this was fun. Uh, Coop got back from camp, his last winter camp, uh, church winter camp, which was, you know, I think sad for him, but also exciting, you know, just kind of getting older and that kind of stuff. But so we got back, took a little nap, and then he and I drove to a town that we used to live in called Maricopa and went rabbit hunting. And so we got to be out there in the desert there kind of chomping around, chomping around, stomping around, trying to find rabbits. We didn't see anything, uh, but it was fun to get out there and do it. Uh, that'll be a part of a new routine that I got going on. Like this year, I'm like, I got to get in the woods I got to go figure some stuff out out there and just be out there. So it was cool. It's cool to be out there with him. It's cool to go on the drive and kind of debrief camp and hear his heart a little bit. But yeah, it was, it was just a kind of a, a fun weekend. I hope uh, I hope yours was just as interesting as is is mine was. Um, but it was cool. You know, there, we figured out this cool new little routine after church. So we, I love this. And it's honestly been one of the cool things about moving back to Phoenix is, so Ben, our oldest son, uh, he goes to college at Grand Canyon University. And so he started attending this church, and then we started attending um, a little, almost a year ago, started attending this church. And so it's become home. But the cool thing about it is the whole family goes, and the whole family really, really enjoys the time together. So it's been so cool to just... This is kind of this transition transition for me in my life. Like for most of my life, I was busy doing church stuff. You know, I'm busy, you know, helping with either with the youth group or helping teach or, you know, just different responsibilities that I would have as a church staff member. And this last year has been such a really cool year to just be with my family and worship. And so it's I catch myself every once in a while just kind of looking over and, and going, this is so cool. Like the family, we're sitting together we're worshiping together and i just i don't want to take that for granted like i really really am grateful for i hope you are too i hope you found a local church i hope you found a place to land and worship together um and we have we've done that i'm really grateful for our church and and but i'm really really grateful for this time that we get to worship together but the other thing that's just started to happen over the last few months is then ben and his girlfriend Maisie, they come over everyone comes over afterwards and you know, we make, I usually grill up something and we eat and we watch football. So it's kind of, it's just awesome. It's like what I imagined as my kids were getting older. It's kind of what I had hoped for. Like, man, we'll go have a play football or we'll we'll watch football. We'll eat together. We'll go to church together. So it's been kind of cool to, to see 
that all come together. Now, I know that's not the story for all of you. And for that, I really am sorry. Uh, I hope that you can celebrate the wins that, that I feel like I'm experiencing. And I'll also agree with you and lament in those things that you're like discouraged about. Um, and maybe that's one of them for you. So, um, thanks for every one of you who continues to listen week in and week out. Really, really appreciate it. Trying to do my best to be faithful to do three of these a week because I think it's encouraging and, and challenging a lot of people. So thankful for you, uh, who listen and those of you who donate monthly on Patreon, P A T R E O N.com forward slash for rent porch confessional really 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 appreciate it and then there's other of you who send in um help through paypal and through venmo and something checks and things like that so thank you so much if you do that really 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 appreciate it um yeah in fact i was we we're kind of wrapping up the year i was doing all my you know all the stuff for patty uh for the financials for the year and realizing like wow i'm so grateful to have people who give to the podcast it's covering the costs of you know, website, certain what the websites and the and all the things it takes to kind of get a podcast up and going. So really, really appreciate uh, those donations. Thank you so much. Okay, uh, Isaiah fifty eight verse six. Um, I have been. I, I don't know if I've really talked much about it, but I'm in a season. Have been uh, since the first uh, season of fasting, um, and and I'm doing that in a numerous of different ways, um, but. And so I'm trying to learn right now. So they've been talking through it at our church as well. And um, I think they've done a really, really good job of it. This passage came up today and it it really got me. And so I, I really wanted to work through it here because I thought it was really special. So Isaiah 58, 6 says this, Is not this, this is God speaking, Is this not the fast that I choose to lose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke? To let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke. This is, uh, this is the prophet Isaiah on, on behalf of God saying this is what God is proclaiming as it relates to fasting. And it made me think about, uh, you know those, and maybe your, your kids had these. Uh, our kids did not have these stickers. They didn't get them. But, I mean, not that they didn't get on the honor roll, but they didn't get these stickers. But you know those uh, stickers where it's like my kid's an honor roll student, you know, and it's on everyone's, you know, on a lot of people's cars. And it's just this way to kind of brag on your kids a bit. And, you know, I always drove by a little bit cynical because I was like, you know, and this is, again, if you have this, kudos for your child for being really smart. But I had this whole, who cares? Like, I'm glad they're doing good. And again, this is the kind of <laughs> harsh version of myself. But, um, it, you know, for me, it's like, who cares if they get good grades if they're like awful people? Like, my question is like, well, it's awesome that they're doing great on grades. But are, do they respect you? Do they honor? Are they following the Lord? You know, it's like, all those types of like, in my mind, larger, more valuable questions. You know, again, this is harsh, but like, who cares about grades if they're horrible with people, if they dishonor their mom and dad, if they don't love their neighbor? Like, so I know that comes across kind of hard, but this, it's a little bit in some ways what, what Jesus is kind of proclaiming here. He's like, oh, you're fasting. Okay, great. But what is the, there's still poor people, there's still oppression, there's still yokes, you know, the kind of these burdens that are around people's necks, and you're just wanting a handout. You just want blessings abound. In fact, that's the context of the passage that 
we're in is is the people are fasting, but they're fasting to get something in return. They're like, look, hey, God, we did something for you. See, like we're fasting, like we're, we're doing it. Can you see us? We're doing it, kind of waving our hands. You see we're doing it, but, but you need to hook us up, right? And then God's not delivering on this, you know, quote unquote sacrifice that they're doing and they're a little set off by it. But if you think about this, we do this all the time with God, all the time. We're constantly making deals with them. And I know you hear this a lot, but it's true. We treat him like a genie in a bottle. Hey, God, you know, like I pray to you every day, you know, or I've been praying about that thing, you know, like it's your time to kind of hold up your end of the bargain. You know, hey, I've been giving to the church, so you better make my business financially viable. And actually, we need to be up and to the right a little bit more. And so, and if you're if you do that, then I'll be able to give more, right? We we start making and negotiating with God. And I just want to say this very sternly, very strongly: God does he does doesn't get negotiated with. Like it's not how it works. He can't be manipulated. He's not a shyster. He's not influenced by our good deeds. In fact, in another passage in Isaiah, it says all of our good deeds are as filthy rags before a holy God. He doesn't need our good deeds. He's not swayed by them. No, this is the byproduct of what it is to follow after him with our whole hearts, with our whole minds, with all of our strength, right? This is what we should be doing. This should be the byproduct of what it is of gratefulness and gratitude for all that he's done for us. But we're like Israel. We're making deals with God. And so God, because he loves us, because he loves Israel, he all, he's reframing. He likes to reframe our motivations. He's like, oh, no, no, your motivation is wrong. I don't need you to fast to try to get something in return. I want to reframe this idea of fasting. And what I want to say to you, Israel, is your fasting is for you. And I want it to be about others. And I would say for the vast majority of us, a lot of what we do is for us. It's not for others. Like, God is others-focused. He's others-focused. We are on his mind and others are on his mind. And he wants us to love sacrificially in the way that he has, in the way he does. But so often, it's about me. Where's mine? I want mine. Where's my blessing coming from? Where's my where, where's, where's the gifts coming from me? I saw you did it over there, but what about me? Can't you see how faithful I have been? And God's like, it doesn't work out like that. I want it to be about others. Think about how powerful that is. I mean, honestly, think about all that we do for ourselves. A lot. We are on our minds a lot. Like I have this soapbox. I meet with a lot of single guys, a lot of single girls. And inevitably, I, I end up having this conversation where they start talking about what they want in a guy. And it's a, it's a list. It's a list of things that they want in a guy. And then they're dating these girls and they're like, yeah, but she didn't have this thing on the list. And it's silly stuff. Like she just, she didn't laugh at this or she didn't like, she didn't like, like adventure like I like adventure. So she must not be the one that I'm supposed to be with. And I'm like, 
That is so, you're starting your whole relationship off on, I got a list of stuff I want. And if you don't meet that list, you must not be the one for me. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. And by the way, it doesn't work. That's why I like over 50% of relationships end in divorce. Because for the most part, people are going like, well, wait, I don't get mine. Well, then this must be, this must not be the one that's for me. There's another one out there. And then she'll fill me up and she'll make me happy. And she'll be the girl of my dreams, the guy of my dreams. And that is antithetical to the gospel. That is antithetical to everything that scripture is trying to help us understand. And the invitation here is is honestly a question. It's like, well, first off, are you a fasting person? Have you ever tried that discipline? Fasting is is this thing that we do, and it creates a groaning inside of us. One, as Westerners, we don't know what it is unless we force ourselves to go without food. And so when we go without food, we have a groaning, and that groaning allows us to refocus. And, and it actually, honestly, it helps us reframe. There are people around the world who don't have a choice about not eating it's a reality for them. And I've been in those villages in India. I've been in those villages in Kenya and in Mexico, all around the world. That reality, it's not a choice. It's a reality. And when we fast, we take on this kind of poverty in us. And so it, it allows us to sympathize with those who go without. And then it... It's something that that, that I have learned so much from the poor is their utter dependence on the Lord. And it helps us Westerners to reframe that. And so the people have been invited into fasting. But instead of it being this thing where they sympathize and empathize with other people, it becomes selfish. And so the question that goes along with fasting, if you have chosen to fast, is are you doing it for you or are you doing it for God or for others? Like in this moment of your groaning because your stomach, you want to eat, right? Or whatever form of fasting you do, you go without something. Is it others focus or is it you focus? Well, God, I fasted. You going to do something? Hook your brother up. Hook me up. Come on. I did something great. And it's not going to work. That God's not manipulated. It doesn't work that way. He's like, no. Do you know what kind of fasting I want? I want for you to go actually do something with your life. Like Suresh's line that all I've said it multiple times on this podcast. Everybody's busy doing, but no one's getting anything done. And what he's saying is this. We're all whining and complaining when really we should be out there creating justice in this world and by justice it's hey care about the orphan care about the widow care about those who are impoverished meet those needs so who are those people in your life because guess what that was you and jesus met you if you're a believer right you know what it is to be cared for to be rescued to be concerned with because that's what Jesus did for you. He rescued you. He cared for you. And he did it so selfishly. And so the call to you and I is, will you do the same? God is calling his people out. He's calling you and I out right now. Because caring for people is at the core of righteous living. 
And so if you want to know, like, am I living righteously? Just ask, am I caring and being concerned about others or is it all about me? So the question is this, is when was the last time you evaluated your motivations, all your motivations? And I would also encourage you, just as somebody who's practicing this right now, is practice fasting. Just practice it. See what the Lord would reveal to you in that time. Heavenly Father, help us, lead us, guide us. We need it. We need your wisdom. We need your discernment. Teach us to have your eyes, your ears, your heart, so that we can see other people and truly be concerned and care for them. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.